Welcome to the Voices of the Goddess podcast. We believe that there is a goddess inside each and every one of us. When we use our voice to share that goddess, we support and uplift each other. Join us each week as we interview women to receive the message of their goddess within. Hello and good afternoon. We are so excited to have you here with us today. My name is Allison Mancini. I am your holistic nutritionist. And I am Julietta, the magical PT. And I want to welcome you all to our show where we interview modern day goddesses who come on and share their tips to how they are the goddesses that they are and help you become the goddess you are meant today to be. Today we are joined with Jillian. Welcome to the show. Can you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. And thank you so much for having me, ladies. I'm so excited to be here amongst the goddesses. Um, it was so I was so excited to get an invitation to this. I think it's an awesome podcast that you're doing, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. So I am Jillian Smath, and first and foremost, I am the mother of two teenage daughters, um, Emily and Marley, 17. She just turned 17 on Sunday, and 14, almost turning 15. So that is, uh, you know, first and foremost, who I am and what I do. But I am, I have the pleasure of being the CEO of an organization called SOS Children's Villages Florida, which is a nonprofit foster care agency located in Coconut Creek, Florida. And we are a part of a worldwide network of villages that are around the world. Um, There's only two in the United States, one up in Illinois and our village down here in Coconut Creek, Florida. And basically we are providing care for children who are in the foster care system with a focus on keeping sibling groups together. So um, I think, you know, so many people know what foster care is. It's, you know, um, for um, children whose parents are not able or willing to take care of them. Um, But what most people don't know is that a lot of times there are these larger sibling groups and after being removed from their parents, siblings are often then separated. So they go through this trauma of being taken away from their parents. And then they're um, going through a secondary trauma where they're um, separated from their brothers and sisters. So our goal at SOS is to eliminate that secondary trauma and allow the brothers and sisters to be together while they cannot be with their biological parents. And basically we have a little community. Um, We're on a cul-de-sac. We have 13 houses. We Um, employ foster parents that live in the homes and take care of the kids. And our goal is to create an environment and give the kids um, the most typical childhood experience that they can have. Um, They, you know, all the things that our own kids do, go to school and participate in extracurricular activities and get tutoring and, you know, hang out with their friends. Those are all the things that we want to make sure that our kids have along with all the supportive services to address the things, the traumas that they've experienced. So therapy, um, whether that's, you know, uh, play therapy or talk therapy, medical support, you know, anything that they need to become, you know, a whole um, listic approach to the the traumas that they've experienced. So um, we um, have about 60 kids on our campus on any given day. And um, the kids live with us for um, anywhere from about a year to, um, you know, three to five years. And our goal is to get the kids back home with their biological parents. Um, 
we provide support services to the parents as well. But if that can't happen, then the kids can stay with us for as long as they you know, need to be with us. So um, it's, it's a pretty um, special place. Um, you have to really see it to, uh, to understand all that we are and what we do. But you know, really our goal, again, is to just provide some normalcy, some typical childhood for children and families that don't necessarily have that opportunity you know, um, in, in the environment that they've grown up in. I think that it's amazing. So awesome. I've, yeah, I've been there and she is absolutely right. You don't like you can't even you get can't it until you actually see it. But yep. I'm glad that you said that about the kids staying with you, the time period, because you have you have babies, infants up to 18 year olds. And you guys do also support them if they are needed after they turn 18. Correct. Yes. So our campus um, typically provides care for children through high school graduation and then um, we created a program about 20 years ago. We've been operating now for about 26 years, um, but about 20 years ago, we created a secondary program, which does to pro provide support for young adults as they're exiting foster care. So at 18, they're leaving the foster care system, um, but we know that they're really not ready to live independently on their own. So we have a secondary program for 18 and older. We have about 130 young adults that we're working with right now. And we have um, a group of staff that really their, their um, role is to to be, to be like a parent, you know, and, you know, check in and make sure that the kids as they're making that transition, that they have everything that they need, that they know how to fill out those, you know, um, college forms for financial aid, that they know how to, once they graduate, go into, you know, signing um, apartment uh, leases and all of those kind of things. So we're checking in with them, um, you know, on a regular basis and, uh, you know, making sure that the work that we've done with them prior to 18, um, that they're, you know, successful through that young adult transition. Do you see the comment here? Can you read that? I do. Maybe you, can, you know what we'll do is because I'm sure we could like go on about this. We'll go ahead, Jillian, if you're okay, I'll put links where they can directly reach out to you. Would that be the best way? Perfect. Yeah. I can give okay. you our website. Um, so they can go through that or my email directly. And yes, absolutely. We, we, okay. I just want to say one thing real quick. Yeah. We rely so much on the support of the community. So we, you know, we do what we do, but we cannot do our work without, you know, the support of the community. There's that saying that says it takes a village to raise a child. And we really truly believe that. So having volunteers, um, is essential. Um, to the work that we do. So absolutely, we'd love to uh, to connect with anybody that wants to to help. Thank you, Angela. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, Beautiful. I love what you do. I think it's incredible. Okay, question time. It's time to dive into the questions. <laughs> yes. We're going to run out of time. Um, so the first question, Jillian, is what is your superpower or if you could choose one, what would it be? So I, I think because of the work that I do, I have really become very skilled at remaining calm in um, crisis situations, number one, and always finding the good in every situation. Um, and that's, that's really something that I've had to practice a lot, but you know, working with children that have experienced trauma Remaining calm is so important, and it's just been something that I've just practiced and practiced. Um, I do an excellent job of it at work. Sometimes in my personal life, not as good, but um, but I I really think that that you know really for me has become something that I'm I'm really proud of. So, 
Yeah, I would say just in the few years, I get, well, I guess we've known each other longer than just a few years, but in yeah, the years right? that I've known you, you've had some major crisis to deal with at the village. You've had hurricanes come through there. I remember that. Now we've had the pandemic. I mean, you're responsible for sometimes up to over 70 children and house parents. And that's a lot. You guys have, I can definitely see, and you are very calm because I've seen you in the dance world and nothing real. You're just like, it'll all work out. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 definitely taken some practice, but um, you know, I think that you know, leading an organization, um, you know, we have the seventy kids and we have you know fifty plus staff, and if I am not calm and cool and look, finding the positive, then nobody else is, and you know, everybody's looking to me every day, um, and and um, you know, certainly it's become you know a really significant tool for me to have in my tool belt for sure. Yeah, that's like super important in, you know, what we're going through as a world right now with the pandemic and um, all day long I'm preaching to people like there's positive things that come out of this and like you have to look at them and acknowledge them and the more you can focus on the positive that just creates more positive and, um, you know, I learned very early in life like there is a silver lining to every negative thing that happens and you might not, you might not see it right in the moment that it's happening but if you just wait for it to play out it you know it always shows itself and so yep i'm, I'm a true believer in that 100 percent. all right our next question is what is a book that has greatly influenced your life so so um Here's the thing. I'm, I'm not a huge reader. Okay. So this one was like really hard for me. And, and it's a goal for myself. Like it's something that I keep saying um, that I'm going to read because I, I do actually love reading. But by the time I have time to read, it's usually, you know, at night and I pick up a book and I literally get through about three sentences and I'm out. So it's been a while and it is a goal this year. I really said I'm going to try really hard to get back into reading but there is a book that i did read several years ago that i thought about when i was thinking about this question um and that is who moved my cheese um and um you know it's it's uh all about change and how we handle change and how we view change and um you know one of the one of the things that i biggest takeaways from that book for me especially in my work is anticipating change you know i think a lot of times we are reactive and when when things happen we respond versus trying to anticipate when change is coming because there are usually signs um, along the way and um again being responsible for such a large organization and so many people's lives um i've tried to really look for those signs and anticipate change so that when it happens, we're a little bit more prepared and not as taken off guard. But it's a great little book. It's a really quick read. So for those people that might be like me that have a hard time reading, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, 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 it's definitely something I would recommend. I've seen that book around book for years. Not read. What? You have not Is read it? it? I have not read it. Okay. one either. So, and also when you were speaking to, you know, like we do, a lot of us have such busy lives now and finding the time to read. And I will say I was super resistant to Audible, but then I was put in a situation in my life where I was required 
to read, I forget how many books within a certain period of time. Like I had to get this done. And I, you know, it was like, how can I make this happen? Where do I have extra time? And it was like, you know what, when I'm sitting in my car, so I'm just going to release my resistance to audible. And I started using audible and I love it. I like, I can't even believe I, I'm not going to lie. I still love an actual physical book and being able to feel it in my hands and smell the book and turn the pages. But Audible is really, truly a viable way to to get through these books that you want to read, but you just don't have the time. Or like Jillian said, like I can relate to, you know, you get in bed and you think you're going to plow through a few chapters of a book and like you can't keep your eyes open and, and it's yeah. done. So I, I, um, I have listened to one book on Audible and I need to try it again. I didn't love it. I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts and I walk every day and I listen to my podcast. I probably need to give books another try. Um, I don't know. I found it a little hard to, to follow um, versus an actual conversation with, you know, a regular podcast. So I, yeah. I get all my information from podcasts. That's how I like, you know, I listen. That's to awesome. Podcasts. Well, hopefully you're listening to Voices of the Goddess. I do. I do. <laughs> yes. All right. Question number three. And I think this is going to be a really important question, given how busy Jillian is. What is your favorite self-care practice? So for me, it is waking up early. Um, I uh, probably about maybe two years ago, like right before the pandemic, um, a little bit before the pandemic, I started waking up about an hour before anybody else in my house gets up. Um, and I just find that time to be gold. Um, you know, it's my time. Um, I always, the first thing I do is I listen to a short meditation, um, which I feel like it just, that just helps me get my day like started in the right way. Like in a positive way, I listen to a lot of stuff about mindset and um, positivity. Um, but, you know, really whatever, you know, works for you, but listening to that meditation and then doing a little journaling, because I find, you know, I always have so many thoughts in my head that if I can, you know, put it down on paper, um, get it out. You know, my journals, I was talking to somebody about this, actually, one of the young ladies that grew up in the village, um, who's like my goddaughter, she was asking me about journaling. And she said, you know, what do you do? What do you write about in your journal? And I said, honestly, I just write what's in my brain. Like, there's not like a theme, there's not like a rule. Like, some days I write pages, and some days I write like, you know, four things, because I just have to, whatever is in my head at that moment, I just put it on paper. And I find that those two things really help, like, set the tone for the rest of my day for me. And um, just that quiet time in the morning. Um, it's just about me. 100% of that time is me, not about my kids, not my dogs, not my husband, not the, you know, the village, nothing. Um, and I just, you know, when I don't, when I have days that I don't get up early and do that, I find that I'm not as focused. Um, and something's just off for me when I miss that. So, um, you know, some people say, well, I don't, I'm not a morning person. I don't like to get up, but you know, once you do it a, a couple of times, um, it's pretty easy. And I actually look forward to it. You know, yeah. I'm this, I'm the same way. I do the same thing. I get up early and I journal and I have that time. And I'll tell you the funniest story. One time Nick came downstairs when I was journaling, make his coffee. It's like, what are you writing that thing anyways? 
I'm like, it's all about you, honey. <laughs> and I said, no, honestly, though, I said, my journal is literally, it's almost like my therapist in some ways, and it's a lot less expensive. So, I mean, yep. I love my yep. journaling. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Meditation and journal are common themes that come up on, on our podcast. So, And, and what I not- love is you don't need a lot of time. You know, people think, oh my God, like I have to do like a half hour meditation. I mean, most of the meditations I do are like five to seven minutes, you know, so who doesn't have five minutes and even the journaling, you know, you can, you could, I mean, sometimes I could take, you know, a half an hour, but um, you know, you can get a lot done in five or 10 minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you know, just over and over time isn't real. Like, we make time up. And so it's not, um, do I have the time for this? It's where am I putting my priorities? Cause whatever you put as your priority, you make time for it. So make time for the things that are going to, that are going to matter in your life. So yeah. Awesome. We're always making everyone else a priority. So, you know, that's why I finally was like, I'm doing this for me because I, I need it. I can't take care of everybody else if I'm not taking care of me. It's the oxygen mask metaphor. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Or the battery. Now they have like the little memes with the battery or the person. And it says like, you know, if you don't plug this in, I don't know what it says, but something with your cell phone battery, the same thing about yourself. Got to recharge or it won't work. There you go. Yep. All right. Our last question is, how do you create accountability in your life, Jillian? So... Um, and this is actually something else I do in the morning. Um, yeah, for me, I have to write things down, um, and I have to schedule it. So, um, and I'm a paper and pen person, you know, with all this technology, I have, um, a calendar, um, and there's a lot of space in it, um, for writing. Um, so, I have to every day write down the things that absolutely have to get done. And then other things, you know, my little to-do list that maybe not as, you know, critical. Um, but uh, if it's not written down and it's not scheduled, it will not get done. And so for me, uh, and I love it. I, I love either at the end of the day or the next day I sit and I literally cross things off. And those like that, that act of crossing off, first of all, is so therapeutic, but it just gives me a sense of like accomplishment um, and achievement and accountability, um, you know, without that. Um, and I've tried the little notes section on my phone, um, but it's just not the same as that, you know, tangible, um, visual, um, you know, written, touching paper, crossing off. I just, um, but really it has to be scheduled. You know, we, we, our lives are so busy. Um, and I know, you know, your audience, I'm being preaching to the crier when I say that we're juggling so many things. Um, and if, if I don't write it down, I, it's gone. I will forget it, it, get, it gets lost. Um, so really just being, you know, very um, thoughtful about that. Um, and I do use some of my morning time um, to do that, whether it's, you know, writing out for the week or reflecting from the day before or whatever. But I have notes all over my calendar. Um, and highlights and crosses and X's and <laughs> circles. Color <laughs> code. I have different colors for everything. I'm a crazy person with mine. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I, it, you're so right. I love like ch- crossing those things off, checking them off. I'm like, yes, I got that done. Yes, that's yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I need to learn from you all because I, in my younger days, like my calendar was all in my head and like you could schedule something with me like 10 months from now, we're going to meet at this place at this time, da, da, da. I got it. But then a few years ago, I turned 50 and that skill, like it disappeared somewhere. And now like, I feel horrible. Like I never forgot anything and I forget meetings and I forget, I don't know anybody's birthday anymore. If you want me to wish you happy birthday, send, send me a text with, Hey, my birthday's on this day. I'm going to start putting them in my calendar. Yeah. But, like all of that stuff. I used to remember so perfectly. And yeah, I try using my phone. And, like none of that works. And, and last year I bought a paper calendars to schedule everything. And because it's a skill that I never used before. I'm having like such a hard time, like getting into that habit of writing everything down. So I don't know if someone like, teaches lessons or maybe I need to be hypnotized to right. my, my, my calendar written down. I don't know, something. Just <laughs> keep would, doing it. I would forget everything if it wasn't written down. Yeah. And there are still things I forget to write down, but you know, That's true. Uh, <laughs> so true. but I think just the more you do it, the, the, you know, the more you Practice get used to it. Perfect. And what I did too was I, um, last year during COVID, I went and researched all different types of calendars, you know, because there's some that have like little spaces and big spaces. And so, and then I found ones that I could customize. So I have like my, uh, one of my favorite quotes on the front and, um, you know, just make it, and it literally goes with me everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere. Mine's so thick, <laughs> a hard time carrying it around. I'm just, yeah, mine's pretty, mine's pretty big too, but. Okay. It works. Awesome. It's certainly, it's helpful. It works. And, um, you know, for work and personal life, I, and I, mine has sections and that's what I actually, that's what I was looking for when I was doing my searching. I needed like, you know, a top part that would be like, you know, my work stuff and then right. I part for my family, a part for myself. So I, you know, you got to find what, what, what works for you. Right. Right. I agree. Were you ready for takeaways, ladies? We are ready. You want me to go first? It's up to you. <laughs> so my takeaway, it's like true confessions right now. I have been totally slacking on my morning meditation and journaling. Like I've been, I've been sleeping in, I've been prioritizing other things. And I've been talking to myself about that. Like I got to get out of this bad groove. Like I know it's not good for me. So this podcast this morning has inspired me tomorrow morning. I am waking up a half hour earlier than what I have been. So I can get back on my meditation and journaling routine. Cause I Yay. definitely miss it. I, I go through those phases where I don't, do, cause I'm busy and I've got things going. I've got early meetings, but yeah, you just gotta go back to it. Just gotta go back. Gotta restart again. Yes. All right. My takeaway is that I need to be more calm in crisis. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that uh, there was something that you said, Jillian, about, I know what it was. You said, if you are not calm, 
then like the kids in the village and the families and everyone that you're supporting them, they're not calm. Like it's true. We do, we can, we can be the ones that set the tone for those around us. And if we're freaking out, they're going to freak out. I mean, it's true. like Lexi will even say it to me, mom, stop freaking out. Like you're not helping. And she's right. That doesn't help when we freak out like so in whatever the scenario is. So I think that would be my biggest thing is learning how to, you know, take a deep breath, step back, not life or death, hopefully. And move forward right yeah that's my takeaway and my takeaway i probably had it before i even got here but it's um getting into reading and maybe giving the audible another try i have an idea for you in your morning time yeah morning time make 10 of those minutes reading a book, you will be shocked at how quickly you get through a book. That's a really good idea. That's what I do. I just take 10 minutes during my, like I meditate, I journal, and then I do 10 minutes and I just read whatever book I'm reading through as far. And I set the timer on my watch, 10 minutes. And when 10 minutes is up, I finish that page and I'm done. I fly through books now. That's a great idea. You know, I, and it's funny because I always think about reading and you want to carve out all this time to read. Meanwhile, I fall asleep and I carve out no time. But 10 minutes would probably be really good in the morning. I'm wide awake. So I'm definitely going to try that. Thank you. You just gave me my takeaway. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, unless anybody has anything else, I just no, want to say thank you, Jillian, so much for coming on the show today. And all the listeners out there, reach out and support SOS. It sounds like just such an amazing amazing organization and thank you for all you do for these um kids because yeah they're our future and we need to take care of them and thank you all to our listeners if you like what you heard today please share us with your friends uh subscribe like follow comment give us a review we would love all of that support because that's what will help us keep this going and I, if you want uh, information on any of the things that we talked about, check the comments section if you're on YouTube or social media. And in the podcast, all of our resources will be in the show, uh, show notes. So thank you all and have a magical day. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Me.